lemonade so, stand for some. That's right. Lemonade stands. For me, <laughs> it was bagging up popcorn and selling to my elementary school oh, wow. uh, yeah. friends. <laughs> sure. Um, that sounds good right now, like actually. That. <laughs> See? That's it. I'm excited to have a special guest on Omapod today. She is CEO of the Midlands African Chamber, as well as an attorney, speaker, leader locally. Please welcome to the show, Kareen Sokpo. Kareen, welcome. Thank you, Tony. It's a pleasure being here with you. Hello, everybody. Good morning. Yes, appreciate it. And we're going to discuss the mission generally and also a special event that you guys have coming up Thursday. October 5th at 5 o'clock p.m. at the Barbara White's Community Engagement Center on the UNO campus in partnership with Grow With Google. And I've heard of them. That's a company out of Mountain View that's done pretty well in the search world, I know. And it's called Build Your Professional Brand. And they have a special speaker who we'll be talking about named Angelina Derasaw. What are we going to learn if we show up at 5 p.m. to this event? So this is such an exciting opportunity for the Midlands African Chamber and for the community, really, because we are having a national trainer with Google that's coming to teach us all about how to build and develop our professional brand and how to answer the most important interview question. Tell me about yourself. And this training is perfect for any young professionals, any founders, startup owners, anyone that's out there trying to build themselves up professionally. And she's got an interesting story you can read about online, but she started her own company and has been devoted to teaching these things and then was brought onto Google and was certainly a good person to hear from. But on that note, Kareen, tell us about yourself. I know that's a tough interview question, so let's start at the top. About me, I wear several hats. First one is the CEO of the Midlands African Chamber. I'm also the managing attorney for 402 Legal, a mom, most importantly. Most and important also one, yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and also a college professor and a speaker. But I am originally from Togo in West Africa. I've been in Omaha by choice for about 23 years now. Wow. And I am passionate about economic equity and working to ensure that all of us have a seat at the table when it comes to being in business, having access to opportunities. And the Midlands African Chamber started in 2020. That's right. During the pandemic, I'm the founder of the Midlands African Chamber. Originally, we had nine companies that were the original founding members of the chamber. And as of today, we are over 200 companies strong. Wow. Congratulations. That's incredible. And did you start because of the pandemic or did that just push things I'm sure you'd been thinking about a long time to just really do it or tell us about the very beginning and how difficult it was, I'm sure. Sure. So as I was saying, I moved here 23 years ago, got a law degree, went to work for a bigger law firm for a while and then decided to create my own law practice focusing on immigration. And so during that time, I became involved with the Nebraska Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. 
And I saw the great work they were doing in the community in helping immigrant businesses. And so I started thinking about creating a chamber of commerce for African immigrants here in the U.S. And I was thinking about it and talking to people about it and then found out that there wasn't any black chambers of commerce at all in Nebraska. At that time, by then, the Nebraska Hispanic Chamber was celebrating its 15 year of existence. Wow. And I was like, we need to make this happen and open it up to where anyone can be a member. Their focus as a mission on championing and connecting Black-owned businesses in our area. And so when the pandemic hit, Court was canceled (laughs) and I had a lot more time on my hands. And so we put everything together and we were funded in July 2020 during the pandemic. And because we were in the middle of the pandemic, we could see how Black-owned businesses, small businesses were hurting in our state. And we really wanted to do something about it to assist them. And so that also led us to creating the Pitch Black competition in December of that year. And the first one happened in 2021. For about a year, our chamber could not do the usual chambers, meet and greet, networking events and all. And so all our meetings that we did as a board were online for a year. A lot of Zoom, yes. (laughs) Too much Zoom, I'm sure. Exactly. And our board members didn't really get to meet one another in person until a year in to this. Wow. Um, (laughs) And so just try to think outside the box in order to grow our membership outside the normal traditional avenues for chamber membership recruitment. And as a result of doing, thinking outside the box on that. And there's also a newsletter you can sign up for. I'm a subscriber at midlandsafricanchamber.com. You can check that out, and there's interesting news and information. And so you had the original nine businesses. Were those people you were already friendly with, your kind of foundational partners? And then I'm sure they knew people in the community. Or what were the real growth drivers for you in the early days? Was it purely on the social media side because everything was virtual at that point? Correct. It was on the social media side. And those nine businesses that adhered to the mission initially were businesses I was already familiar with in the community, business owners, all of them small business owners or funders themselves that had perhaps had one or two exits prior to that in various areas. So we had another lawyer that was part of it as well. We had a small business owner, an esthetician. We had a marketing business owner. We had real estate agents, insurance agents, bankers. So we all came together in that way. And what are the struggles looking at things right now and looking ahead, maybe especially for the immigrant African person who's coming over to start a business, even compared to, say, an African-American who grew up here and has their own unique struggles as well? But what can you specifically help an African immigrant in the business community or what do they face that we might be surprised by? So when it comes to businesses, especially businesses owned by 
whether they are immigrants, people of color, generally, there are three things that stand out. Access to cash, meaning funding, access to social capital or networking, and also access to know-how in terms of mentoring. Mentoring, strategic planning, technical assistance that they need. So those three areas pretty much common to all underserved groups. Some may feel one area more than the other. When it comes to immigrants in particular, once you move, you leave your country and you come somewhere, you lose all your social capital in one day. Yeah. Like any social capital your parents may have had, your family members, your friends that you had in high school, at university, all of it goes poof. So you have to rebuild from scratch. And so you will not have as big a network as somebody that was born and raised here. And even if you were born and raised here, if you grew up in poverty, most of your natural network has the same problems you are having. And so it's hard to lean on them in order to scale up or grow a business. So that's a big thing. Also, access to funding research shows that in 2021-2022, most VC capitalist funding went to non-BIPOC folks. So Black businesses, African-American businesses only got about 1% of all DC funding that was available in 2021, went up a little bit in 2022. Latino businesses didn't do that much better. I think they were at about 2%. And so those those statistics show that we still have lingering effects of historical discrimination and inequity when it comes to business ownership and funding in a country. And so those are areas that we want to help support those businesses by providing them with opportunities to network that don't cost them anything. That's interesting. When you look around the region, where do you rank Omaha compared to, say, a Kansas City? What are our unique challenges and maybe what are some advantages someone has who's coming here to start a business? I would say the ecosystem in Kansas City is a little more developed, I would say, than Nebraska, a little more access to funding, a little more streamlined in terms of what doors that entrepreneurs can knock on, especially minority or BIPOC entrepreneurs. However, if we talk about Omaha or Nebraska, I'm very encouraged to see the current inroads that are being made in supporting and building an ecosystem for entrepreneurs here, starting with efforts being made by the Department of Economic Development in terms of grants and fundings that have been put out there for businesses. We have organizations like Grow Nebraska Women Business Center. The SBDC is out of UNO, which is the local office that provides a lot of help to entrepreneurs. NEF, another great partner of the Midlands African Chamber that helps with technical assistance and loans, Omaha 100. So I am encouraged to see that we have those local organizations that are working to support, provide access to funding and technical assistance and mentoring to entrepreneurs. But 
we cannot have enough of those and sure. uh, we still need more. And then how did Google? So Google became a member of Mac almost right away in 2021. They joined and they were a partner for a Pitch Black competition, the very first one we did that year. And they have been a partner every year ever since. And after we started Pitch Black and we did the first one, the suggestion came to have a program for high school kids to start building up that pipeline of entrepreneurs rather than waiting until somebody was of age. You already know that entrepreneur spirit doesn't wait for your age, really. You either have it or you don't, and if you have it, you start early with it. And, And that's basically what it is. And so we wanted to give them an opportunity as well. I'm the mom of a teen. I have a teen daughter that's 16. And I wanted to give that age group a a program that will help them. And so we came up with the Rising CEOs program. And so that program is a 10 weeks program after school that we hold at the CEC at UNO. And we have partners such as Google, Meta, local community business leaders that come and talk to the kids about a specific topic in business. At the end of the program, they put together a business pitch. They put together a one-page business plan, and they get to compete against one another at the final event. And they get to win a cash prize. The winner and the runner-up both get a cash prize towards their business efforts. Wow. So last year, yes, last year we had a sophomore from Marion High School, Magiana Winfrey, that started her business buying and decorating and selling mirrors that had positive affirmations and uplifting words for teens because she stated that she was bullied for a long time. And so she didn't feel beautiful and she needed reminders and affirmations every day in order to feel beautiful in her skin. And so she started, that was her business and she had been selling those things on Etsy already. And she was only 14 years old. Wow. And yes. And so she won the Rising CEO prize last year. And our runner-up was a a young lady originally from Somalia, a refugee, and she wanted to create a bakery that will showcase East African sweets. I'm intrigued by both of these. I want my own affirmation mirror, and I want East African sweets. I got to be in on this next time. It sounds wonderful. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm always amazed by the creativity of our youth and all that they are doing in the community. The Google event on October 5th is going to be part of the Rising CEOs program that will open it up to the entire community and to anyone that wants to take advantage of this. What they'll get is a free workshop where they are shown how to build their personal brand, how to improve their online presence, which is of the utmost importance nowadays, how to prepare for views yeah and craft a career narrative and also how to build a professional network like you said that's open to everyone you don't have to be a member of the chamber or an 
African or African-American business person to participate. And that's a great opportunity. I want to go check this out. So I, I got to check on the schedule, but I plan on being there if I can be. When you look ahead to the next, say, five years, 10 years, where do you want to take the chamber and what are your big goals and what's your dream with it and how can we help? Yes. So the chamber is growing and we want to continue growing our membership. We want to continue working on strategic partnerships with local community members and ecosystem members. We want to be more engaged with advocacy on behalf of those small businesses, our small business members, and we want to help grow the ecosystem here in Nebraska for funders. And what's a business in the organization that is really going to break out that you think everybody should know about? Not, I know they're all your favorite, of course, but is there <laughs> one, one in particular that you want us to get, to get an early shot on? So all of them are great, but I would like to share the spotlight on uh, some of the businesses that went through our Pitch Black competition. One of them is Island Chill. And they just have the best boba or juice drinks out there. It's a truck that moves around. They are great. Uh, There's also the local art plug, which I just told you about with Jay Jackson. If you want to get artwork in your office or in your space and rotate that around so you don't get bored looking at the same thing all the time, take care of that. So Okra African Grill was the pitch black last year. That's I've been there many times. Wonderful spot. Yeah. And then last but not least for me is Ital Vital Living, which is a juice company in North Omaha with Imani Randall, a young entrepreneur. That's just absolutely amazing. I love the different creations that she has there. The yellow watermelon drink is my favorite. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sold me. I want that and some popcorn right now. You got me hungry and thirsty. That's right. And then there's also Cherish Perkin, who is a young designer, very talented. She was second place at Pitch Black competition last year. Great note to end on and honored to have you here. We'll be out there on October 5th. And yeah, I'll have this on our newsletter at www.omapod.com with some of the stuff and events we talked about. So Kareen Sokpo, thank you very much. Appreciate all you're doing and hope we'll talk down the line with some other things later on and good luck to you with everything. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. All right. Thank you. Thank you.